Welcome back to the Growing Lean podcast, sponsored by Lean Discovery Group. This is your host, Dylan Burke, also known as Deej, and I'm happy to be here with Jamie Iredale, a serial entrepreneur with his first exit at age 22, and most recently the founder of BioVibe. Welcome, Jamie. Thank you for having me. Awesome. So can you, to get us started, can you tell us a little bit about your background and what led you to where you are today? Uh, sure. So as as you had mentioned, I had a my first exit at 22. It was more or less an ad tech agency that uh, pioneered the mobile uh, mobile media space in Canada about uh, 15 years ago. And uh, we had a European firm come in and uh, kind of take over our position in the markets. And that was around the same time that I graduated my, my, my studies in business. And so I found myself to be a little bit of a free man on land and uh, decided to go backpack uh, Thailand, Southeast Asia, and uh, fell in love with a specific island uh, where I'm still residing uh, called Copangan, which is uh, has been famous for its full moon party, but has evolved uh, into a more mature environment over the most recent years after COVID. Um, but since uh, being here, I've uh, had the opportunity to start a cinema, uh, some restaurants, uh, uh, yoga shala, all at a very young age. Uh, I had a burnout at around 28 years old and uh, packed up my stuff and relocated to Mallorca. Uh, there I started an agency with uh, holistic wellness, concierge type service for some of the ultra high net worth individuals above, above their own private, uh, private super yachts, if you will. So that was kind of uh, the vision was to, you know, allow these uh, this type of clientele to experience what is all over Asia, but in a more private and discreet type of environment. And uh, COVID came and kind of pushed me back all the way to Thailand. And here we are today. And uh, one of the technologies I discovered amidst that whole uh, yachting uh, endeavor was this bioresonance therapy, which we're kind of going to go into now. Yeah. So it's, hopefully that's the, a good Reader's Digest condensed version. Okay, amazing. And so tell us about BioVibe. Um, the listeners obviously haven't heard about it, don't know what it is. So can you just run us through what, what is your business? Yeah, so BioVibe is, um, we have taken clinical bioresonance therapy, which is a form of frequency medicine for the lack of a better terminology. Uh, it's been in, in Germany and Austria and Switzerland for quite some time now, but much like the original computer uh, being taken out of a, a room size environment and basically reformatted into the size of a little microchip. Now we've done the same with uh, bioresonance therapy. So now on your phone, uh, you can uh, receive these uh, transmissions, if you will, through audio waves. So it's almost like clinical sound therapy or uh, binaural beats, like most people know about, or sound healing, if you will. Uh, but instead of working on some of the chakras, these are acute, um, you know, acute frequencies to target various different, you know, illnesses, parasites, diseases, et cetera, in the body. Um, so our application does this, and in order to diagnose or to assess what the matters uh, are inside your own body, like what's going wrong, we use a, a new system in healthcare called vocal diagnostics. Uh, so there's a few other players in, in, in medicine, if you will, that are doing this. Uh, we've decided to take that application outside of medicine and offer it to people through a direct-to-consumer application like Calm or Headspace. So people can just talk uh, into an application, have a full health report right in the palm of their hands and decide to share that health report with their doctors or to you know, uh, receive the frequencies for more of a preventative daily lifestyle management type tool. Okay, awesome. And is this is this available to the public yet? Uh, not yet. No. Um, essentially, the technology has been on the market for about 10 years. Uh, it was all done in our previous brand. It was not promoted. It was not advertised. It was all done through word of mouth, extremely discreet, because we feel like if this technology had come about some years ago, it had been a little bit dangerous in terms of what the you know, pharmaceutical environment was like 
then uh, we feel that COVID has kind of carved out a new pathway for some of this new technology to now come into the marketplace a little bit safer. Um, and so that technology, as I mentioned, legacy tech, been around for 10 years. We got about five or 6,000 users already, doctors, holistic health practitioners, they've all been using it. Uh, they've had their clients uh, submit amazing feedback. Some of it is really hard to claim to because we would get in trouble with the pharmaceutical boards, but it's really impressive feedback that we're now at the point of wanting to measure clinically. So we're about to go into preclinical studies, uh, clinical trials to start to validate some of this amazing feedback that we've gotten uh, so that we can start to roll this technology out in a more mainstream consumer uh, driven way. So BioVibe in a sense is a, a rebrand of a 10 year long legacy technology, uh, new business model. It's not being sold for a one time high premium. Uh, we're going to do like a calm subscription freemium type service uh, so that it is uh, accessible and available to everybody. Okay, amazing. And you said that you haven't started clinical trials yet. So is there any science behind it at all? Or yeah, um, the science behind it has been around for about 100 years now. Uh, the pioneer of all of this was Royal, uh, Dr. Raymond Royal Rife. And uh, he had a 100% cancer cure rate back in the 30s. And much like Nikola Tesla, he submitted all of his findings to the uh, various, you know, um, authorities at the time, and, you know, met the same fate as Nikola Tesla. And so instead of his information and his research getting suppressed by you know some of the authorities it was actually handed off to a doctor and engineer duo in the 70s uh, and it was rolled out commercially as more therapy so you can go on google now and type in more therapy you'll see like these computer terminals with like these wires and everything so that's the technology in a sense that we've now retrofitted as software as a service and loaded it onto the phone you don't need the hardware anymore it can all be done through headphones okay amazing and have you encountered any regulatory issues or do you foresee any of those being an issue? Yeah, well, you know, it just depends on our positioning. We're going to be launching as a direct-to-consumer wellness application. We're not planning to make any claims to anything. As a matter of fact, our technology doesn't cure anything. Um, the human body is the only thing that can really cure anything, uh, any disease or illness of itself. It's just the unfortunate part is that the human body is rarely left in a state where it can actually start to go into that uh, self-healing mode. Uh, it's called homeostasis. The most people are left in a fight, flight, freeze, or fawn type, you know, uh, emotional state, which prevents the body from really self-regulating. So our technology, if it does anything at all, just really stimulates the biofield so that the body can start to harmonize itself, even amidst the worst of daily conditions. So that being said, we're going into the market as a wellness application. We're not making claims to anything. Um, we're a sound healing type product. Um, we're just a little bit more specify than what you'd find on YouTube, such as binaural beats or sound therapy or your 444 hertz type wavelengths, you know. And that being said, on the backside of the company, we're going to be doing these clinical trials and, and preclinical studies uh, so that we can move our narrative closer and closer to that medical benchmark. So at first, it'll just be a direct-to-consumer wellness app. We'll get phase one clinical trials approved, change the narrative to clinical sound therapy, get phase three clinical trials approved and then change that to hopefully uh, quantum medicine or something of that, of that, of that statute. Okay, amazing. Uh, I'm super excited to see this come to life. Um, so would you say your motivation was more on an entrepreneurial side or from a healthcare perspective? Uh, wh where would you say that came from? I, uh, I, I, I have... Um, 
in my soul, I feel I have a, a, a calling, if you will, a duty, a task that's been bestowed upon me at a, at a higher level. I have no idea where this is coming from, um, but it's to leave a positive impact on the world. And given the, my own personal journey of self-development, my own personal journey of healing traumas of childhood and all these sorts of things, uh, it just kind of felt, it just so happened that I fell into the health and wellness Plinko, you know, that, that role the Plinko set, if you will. Um, I've explored other avenues, but they weren't really as compelling as health and wellness. And, you know, I don't want to get into it, but I think our entire notion of, of what the body is, health um has just been completely distorted over the last 50 years and so i'm really excited to help people learn how simple health can be um when you really get down to a vibrationary level and i think it's going to really impress a lot of people and just get get people excited again about taking care of themselves i love that that that's amazing and can you share any unique approaches or partnerships that you plan to use to achieve both your high impact and your profitability goals Sure. Um, you know, this is all, none of this is fostered yet, you know, so this is kind of part of the roadmap, but in theory, um, for example, a lot of the frequencies that we use, they're called ultrasounds. So these actually operate outside of the auditory range of the human ear. The human ear only picks up about 20 to 20,000 Hertz, anything outside of that, we don't really hear it. So the best, um, visual I can give you is like a dog whistle you blow into it you don't hear anything but the dog goes crazy so okay. that being said considering most of these sounds you don't hear them we're thinking about partnerships with you know companies like iTunes or Spotify where people can listen to their own custom playlists as they normally would but have certain frequency panels embedded within their heavy metal track if they will so they can still be banging out but you know getting a, a more harmonious type result from that as opposed to what it would previously be um so yeah definitely some partnerships and some of the more music uh you know broader music um uh, studios if you will um there's also ideas of partnerships with perhaps some of the car manufacturers that are more software companies as opposed to car companies i won't name anything but i think you know where i'm going with this um and so to have our software in in the car is just another app on the dashboard but more importantly some of these cars now are getting pretty high tech whereby the seats even have biosensors into them so you know having their engineers work with our engineers we could start to detect for you know even more acute biomarkers related to if you're too stressed to be driving if you're too tired to be driving if you had too much of one pharmaceutical pill with another pharmaceutical pill you know what i mean like we can get really really interesting with this. amazing and you know that company leapfrog gets us into potentially a space type operation you know my end goal with this is for this technology to hopefully become an interplanetary uh health technology um servicing whatever future forms of community of, of commute would be happening out there so um i'm a little bit of a futurist uh, i've been called crazy most of my life but i feel like we're now stepping in a world where uh the future is now so it's my time to shine i guess and a lot of really cool thing really cool things are going to be coming out yeah i love that and i definitely agree i think we're at a point where we are on like an exponential trajectory um with a shift in technology over the last couple of years and i'm so excited to see what happens in the next 5 10 15 years it's going to be a yeah. roller coaster um oh, so could you walk us through your overall business strategy, um, how you, how you plan to bring it to market, get it out there. Um, yeah. No problem. 
Um, so as I mentioned, the existing tech that's been on the market that we're kind of basically rebranding right now, that business model has been a, a one-time premium purchase, uh, whereby the applications being software from an app store are being charged thousands of dollars. Um, so that only worked for enough time for us to basically build a nice little user base of those 5,000 users, like I was mentioning, uh, and allow us to refine our technology. We didn't want to let the cat, the cat out of the bag because it would just, uh, it would become uncontrollable, if you will. So we kind of wanted to keep our user base kind of fixed. So the price point had to be high. And now we're going to change the whole thing on its head where it's going to be 10 bucks a month, like calmer headspace. And so we're changing entirely into a freemium subscription model. In fact, you'll be able to use 25% of the application for free indefinitely. And if you want to access the other 75% of it, then you'd have to pay for the, you know, $10 a month or whatever the case is. Um, so that's how I feel like we're going to get more mass market adoption. Uh, this is a way for even people in third world developing countries that are walking out of, you know, third world type infrastructure, but every, everybody has one or two smartphones still. So the first line access to healthcare that's, that's uh, available now to potentially available to people out in the bush in Africa, Middle East, Southeast Asia, uh, has never been offered before. You know, access to healthcare over there has been moot, quite frankly. So that's that's the pivot in the business model. Um, because right now it's 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 suffocated. We can't scale any any more than where we're currently at. Um, although our business is growing 25% year over year in transactional value, our user base is not growing. So we wanna we wanna basically take down the user transaction value, but scale the user acquisition. Uh, it's like quantity over quality, if you will. Not that quality will be jeopardize because that's not really a you know where i'm going with this yeah i get you 100 percent. and so where do you see this industry going um let's say in the next year five years and ten years how do you see it expanding and being adopted by other businesses things are getting exponential um i mean there's two sides to our business right there's the vocal diagnostics and then there's the digital therapeutics uh, we can even call it digital diagnostics because now you can have facial scans that can predict some of your, you know, your, your stress rates and how well you slept last night and things like this. They're very, you know, gimmicky uh, health insights, I will admit, much like almost all the applications are out there. Um, but yeah, so on the vocal diagnostics, there's 14 other players involved. They're all in medical. I mean, we're talking Pfizer, IBM, Sunday Health. You know, these companies are valued at 40, 50 million dollars pre-market just simply because they have a couple of preclinical research papers behind them. And so, you know, being in fundraising mode myself right now, uh, I've spoken to a lot of VCs in the Valley and all of them have said, you know, this is the tech we're investing in because we know healthcare is going in this, in this direction in the next 10 years. But, you know, you need kind of, you're a little bit too early for us. It's kind of what they said, because I was speaking to the big boys like Sequoia and Andreessen, right? So um, now we're kind of redirecting our search for more angels, family offices, things like this. So as far as you know, what's going to happen in the next year, I've already been quite impressed with how fast things are taking off. It's exponential. Um, Stanford Medicine released a paper actually in 2018 talking about acoustic medicine, uh, basically the same fundamental principles that we're talking about here in our application. This was five years ago. So I would say there's a lot that really hasn't even been disclosed. I would say there's a lot of projects that are still locked up in the lab waiting to kind of just say, hey, look what we're up to. It's going to be a big show and tell over the next couple of years. I think if, if, if anybody's interested in this world, I would be going to some of the tech conferences taking place leading up to 2030. Uh, I've already you know, seen some holograms and stuff happening. So the whole thing is pretty impressive. Um, so vocal diagnostics is going to be the future. And then digital therapeutics. Um, that is something that seems to be a little bit behind. Um, 
some companies are, you know, some companies are shying away from it. Some companies are endorsing it. It's, it's fringe still, if you will. So I think that the digital di- digital therapeutics is going to take a little bit more time to, to be accepted because that comes under the pretense of having to really relearn everything you, you know about science. You know, a lot of medicine is working at the physical level, but everything at a quantum level is a frequency. So it only makes sense to heal frequency with frequency. And I think until more people understand that very simple fundamental fact about this paradigm that we live in, it's going to be hard to roll out digital therapeutics and have that be validated by the consumer market. So I think for a long time, it's going to be digital uh, diagnostics. And we'll just have to slowly follow the medical protocol until we get to a place where we can roll out literally a two-way virtual doctor on your phone. That's that's a wild concept. And like I said, I'm I'm actually very excited because it's going to make healthcare accessible to so many more people, um, especially with 85% of the world has access to a smartphone on the internet now, which is wild. So people will be able to get access to this healthcare that they've never had before. I think that's that's amazing. That's so, idea, right? Yeah. And so what as a serial entrepreneur, what are your goals with BioVibe and what do you see the next steps being? Well, right now like I said we're in fundraising mode because we're going for that big global launch pivot. Um so it takes a little bit of fire to to get that off the ground. Um once that's achieved, um I have a 7 to 10 year roadmap. Um, I don't see myself, how do I say it? I believe that I can only bring this company to a point um, whereby I will need to hand the torch to somebody else who's more qualified thereafter. I think as entrepreneurs, we all need to understand our our limitations and I'm still a very young individual. So I think in order for this company to really make the real world impact that I have in my mind, it's going to need to go through a few rounds of acquisitions, uh, you know, investments, uh, seed, you know, seed rounds, A rounds, B rounds, C rounds, to really reach that point where it becomes a household brand. Um, only until we're at a point where it's phase two, phase three clinical trials approved, and we've done a big enough splash in the wellness tech industry. Uh, well, then I'd be looking to probably sell it off to a very aligned. Um, tech company okay amazing well that sounds good it's nice that you've already got everything set out and you know what what your next move will be um so we are running out of time here but before we go do you have any advice that you could give to other business owners looking to succeed in this industry i know it's quite Uh, it's quite a niche industry but in the unconventional healthcare industry Maybe some challenges that you've found that you've overcome or anything like that. You know, all I'm going to say is nobody wants to be number one through the door because you're always bloody and bruised. Everybody wants to be number two. But if you think you have what it takes to be number one and you can deal with, you know, getting knocked around and have to, you know, if you're that, if you're that warrior blood, uh, that's where all the, that's where all the juice is, you know? So I would say, don't give up. You know, it's not a matter of good luck. It's don't give up. Okay. Amazing. I love that. Um, well, thanks Jamie for being on the show. Uh, we appreciate your time. Uh, what, what is the best way for people to follow your story? How do they get in touch with Jamie Iredale or where can they follow you to hear more? Um, right now, um, 
Hmm, good question. I'm a little bit of a ghost still. Uh, I'm sure that'll change over the coming years. Um, however, for now, I would encourage people to go to Twitter or X, as they call it now, and just uh, look up BioVibe Wellness. Um, I believe that would be the most mainstream platform for, for people to stay in touch with what we're doing for now. Okay, amazing. And yeah, if anything else comes, we'll, we'll be glad to share it. Um, get your name out there a bit more if that's what you're looking for. But thanks again, Jamie. I've really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, I've, I've had a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. Awesome.